Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Heyo, it is I, Jeff Jawaskin, your host of Classic Conversations and your guide through this bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? Glad you asked. Crossing the Streams is where we answer the universal question, hey, I just finished binge watching something and I gotta binge watch something else. What should that be? Well, you've come to the right place. We got your back. We have so many TV binge watching and movie suggestions for you. We can fill up your life. <laughs> kind of kidding. Not really. On our YouTube channel, we have over 100 hours of TV binge watching suggestions just waiting for you. Take advantage of all those streaming services, huh? But this bonus episode, what we do is we take segments from the various live episodes, give you a feel for those shows, and then just send them right to your ears. You're already listening to classic conversations, and now you get a little crossing the streams. Now, usually in these bonus episodes, we pull segments from different guests or hosts to give you kind of a little bit of a variety. But since this is Valentine's week and love is in the air, we thought we'd go full rom-com. And you know what that means. That means this is an all Sal D'Amelio episode. We're covering Long Story Short, That's Amore, and The Royal Treatment from our live episodes 59, 65, and 95. This is Sal wall to wall. You love rom-coms? <laughs> you know Sal loves rom-coms. So you're in for a treat. Let's kick things off with a long story short from live episode 59. Take it away, Sal. Let's give Sal a shot at love. This is uh, this is along the lines of what Brian just said. This one's going to tug at your hearts. It's going to make you feel like you should live your life every day. Basically, what the, it's an Australian romantic comedy. Uh, it's uh, written and directed by Josh Lawson. And if uh, Lee's playing the drinking game, get, get some shots ready because I'm going to screw this up, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but basically what the plot of this of this movie is, is uh, this guy named Teddy played by Ralph Spall. I hope I said his name right. He's kind of looks like a Ryan Reynolds type character. I know he's an Australian actor or maybe an English actor, but he's very good. Uh, he did a great job with this role because it's a difficult role to play. What this guy goes through is every 12 minutes or about 10 minutes, he kind of just goes to sleep or just, you know, whatever, and then wakes up and it's exactly one year later. And this happens every 12 minutes. So he's, so picture the way he's got to act to be freaked out every time he wakes up, knowing that it's a year later and he's got to play that part. And he he does it very, very well. And it's not like it lasts a long time, these 12 minutes. It, It goes by very quick. But first of all, the movie starts out quick. There's no like intro how some movies go. They just start acting right away. I didn't see any like opening credits or an opening song or anything. So I don't know if that's how they do it in Australia or whatever, but I thought that was interesting. And it's a New Year's Eve party. And this guy, Ted, kisses like the wrong girl on New Year's Eve, which to me is unbelievable. First of all, I was with Bob on New Year's Eve, okay, a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I didn't kiss Bob, but there was no women around that I could have kissed that. To, to my great disappointment. <laughs> so this guy, not, not only does this guy have a beautiful fiance uh, at this New Year's Eve party, but this other girl is wearing the same kind of dress as, as her, and he ends up kissing her on New Year's, which, uh, anyway, I, I didn't understand the intro. 
uh, of that movie, but it doesn't really matter because after that, they go to the cemetery. To, he goes to the cemetery to see his father because he's um, obviously got engaged to this uh, uh, Leanne is her name and uh, played by Zara Newman. She did a great job as well. And anyway, this lady shows up out of nowhere in the cemetery and she says, you know, why don't you guys get married in a couple of weeks? You know, and the fiance is like, oh, that sounds great. He says, hey, gives her a hog and they kiss and he's like, OK, we're going to get married. The night of their wedding, they get married and they're in bed and they're, you know, obviously we spend the rest of our lives together. And then she's saying everything she wants to do to the house. And like 10 minutes later, he wakes up and it's a year later. He's supposed to get uh, her uh, anniversary present. Obviously, he thinks it's first morning of his new marriage, but it's a year later. And he's supposed to get, I, I had to write these down. I was only married five years. I didn't even know these, but the first year <laughs> is paper. So he like just freaks out and grabs like a stupid envelope somewhere and tells her and he starts reading something off the paper out in his head just to make up the fact that he got her something, right? So then he wakes up 10 minutes later and she's pregnant and he starts freaking out that she's pregnant. She's acting weird like, hey, you were part of this, you know, you did this, you know, that kind of, you know, those kind of scenes, right? And they they did it very, very well. It wasn't, it, it was done very well. He kind of reminded me of like a Tom Hanks character in Big where he had to act like a little kid. And this guy was had to act like he was waking mm-hmm. up a year later, he did a very nice job of it. So now it's his anniversary again, and he forgets cotton, right? So he forgets cotton, and she gets him something and everything. So he calls his buddy that day, or that in the 10 minutes, and says, I want you to come over here every single year before my anniversary and like bring me the next thing. So you got to bring me leather next year because I'm going to forget. So he tells his buddy <laughs> to do this. So sure enough, 10 minutes later, his buddy's at the door, gets him a leather gift or whatever, Tries to tell his buddy what he's going through. Anyway, you get the gist. And this happens, obviously, throughout the movie. And it just keeps going on. Well, they get separated. He's got a new girlfriend. He wakes up one of the years. He's got a new girlfriend in his house. But he still kind of loves his wife. And he he's living his life. He just doesn't see it. And he's screwing up his life. But he just doesn't see it. He loves his wife very much. But she's seeing every, somebody else. And this just keeps going on and on, right? Every year until the 10th. And his life is in shambles. Every year, he obviously, every 12 minutes, he's waking up. And then uh, the last year, well, he gets this uh, this tin cup thing at the beginning. So the 10th year is tin. And meanwhile, one of the scenes was his friend is like looking at his back in the middle, like the third year is looking at his back. He goes, oh, I got this growth on my back, but I'm too busy to go to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he wakes up one year and his friend dies. His friend died of skin cancer. So, uh, you know, it's just stuff like that that's going on. And he's just really bummed out. Anyway, uh, not to not to go through the whole movie, but anyway, it's done very, very well. And uh, then on the 10th year, he, he goes to the cemetery to see his friend. He wakes up and he finds out his friend's dead. He goes to the cemetery to talk to talk to him. And all of a sudden that lady reappears and she said it's almost like an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of thing, right? It's been done, but this is he doesn't see his life. He just kind of doesn't see it. But anyway, she tells him that it was her that did this and you know, all this and, and, and you know, you gotta live your life. And he wanted to be a photographer, but he had like a boring job, so he didn't pursue his photography. He did kind of photography on the side. Just picture like the Wizard of Oz. He wakes up and he's the morning of his first day of being married again. So it's almost like when Dorothy wakes up in the house in Kansas, right? She's like, remember how she was frantic and she was telling you just, everybody she loved You just them. ruined it for me. I was going to watch it for the first time. This no, time. you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Sal's describing the Wizard oh. of Oz by, by someone who clearly has never seen. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant this wow. one. So anyway, and he has to do a good job of that, right? He wakes up and he's just going crazy. He calls his friend up, right? He calls his friend up. 
He says, hey, uh, go get skin graft every single year starting now. you got to go get, you know, then he tells him what stock to buy. And because I guess the guy buys, buys a stock. Anyway, it's a very, very good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very done romantic comedy. Rotten Tomatoes gave it like 50% because they said the story's been told before. But I thought it was very, very well done. I, I give it four tomato sauce. Oh, my gosh. Four four I, I, if you have Netflix, boom, boom, I think you boom, should boom. watch it. If you're a romantic comedy kind of guy, I think you should watch it. I, I thought it was very, very well How done. How many possible tomato sauces can one get? Five. 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 So it's so, pretty strong for... Okay, it's I, need, an interesting I need to concept. understand this. Ryan, the guy right. is living his life at 12 minutes a clip. Every 12 minutes. Okay, every 12 minutes he goes to sleep and then he, a year has passed. So... In, in over five years, he's only actually lived for an hour, hour. 60 minutes. Correct. Now he's lived because what happens is when he wakes up, he goes through his phone and sees all the pictures of things that he did. Okay. Right? But he doesn't well, remember lived. it. He, he doesn't, doesn't experience it. So it's over kind of, that yeah. course of time, he's only experienced an hour of. And he okay. did live. He just only remembers. He doesn't, right. Yeah. yeah okay. He doesn't, all he right. doesn't recall. It's kind I feel of like this is a Prevagen commercial. They celebrate. Actually, they celebrate. actually refer to Groundhog's Day in the movie. Also, this was kind of funny. Like, I think it was between the third and fourth year. He's kind of figuring out what's going on. So just before he like goes into one of these sleeps or whatever, he puts an orange behind the plant because he wants to see if 10 minutes that orange is still there, right? Yeah. So he wakes up 10 minutes. Well, that orange has been there a year, right? And he looks at it. It looks like a grape. The only thing I got from that was his wife doesn't clean the freaking house. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing she dumped him. It was his lucky orange. <laughs> Ta-da! Well, we lucky orange. I take it everywhere. So Sal recommends the movie, yeah, but he also recommends that you go watch the movie, replay this, and see if it makes sense. Yeah, that definitely was. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Long Story Short by Hopeless Romantic Sal D'Amelio. But wait, there's more, Sal. We have That's more from episode 95. Right back to you, Sal. Lighten things up with That's Amelio. Hey, look at there them too. Look at them too. <laughs> they look happy. That It does. That screams happiness. All right, listen, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to tell you about the movie because that's what this show's all about, right, Jeff? But I'm going to do it a little differently because we've all heard the story, the stories are so similar in these movies that I can't just go through it with the story. So I'm going to tell you what the story is. And then along the way, I know there's millions of people watching this show right now, <laughs> dreaming all over the world. But I hope some of these directors or maybe that, uh, what's her name? Candace Berger. What's her? Candace. The one Candace Bergen. The one that started her own, she like went against Hallmark now and is starting her own rom-com movie company. Oh, the one from Full House? Oh, the one from Full House. What's her name? Oh. I know we know what you're oh, talking about. Candace right. Cameron Bray. Yeah, yeah, whatever her last name. She's got three yeah, names. Yeah. All right, so she's starting, she's starting her right. own Hallmark network, so to speak, and producing her own movie. So if she's watching, take my advice on some of this stuff. She, okay? uh, clearly she is. She's watching. Oh, no doubt about it. If not, I'll give her a call. Yeah. I follow her on Facebook. So this movie's called That's More, and what it is, it stars Riley Dandy. Riley Dandy uh, is a fine young actress, by the way. I've never heard of her, but she does a good job in this. Her, her acting was great in it, so I give her that. She is a graphic designer. Stop right there. Stop with the graphic designers. Why do all these movies, they're all graphic designers. There's like a million occupations. 
You can choose. Why can't she work at Ford? Put like screws on a freaking car at Ford's. For Bob Phillips here, it's Ford. Always, it's always advertising or graphic design. So, yeah, yeah, it's marketing, yeah. advertising. But, I know she's a graphic designer, but anyway, the movie does get a little better than the beginning. There, she's a graphic designer. She's at work, and she gets in a fight with kind of like her boss. She's like an intern at her work. She ends up getting fired, so she comes home from work early. The good-looking boyfriend is there, doesn't know she's coming home early, and is in the bedroom with another gal, and the big breakup happens. She falls down the stairs, leaving, I guess, her apartment or his apartment, maybe. I'm not forgotten now which whose apartment it was. But she fell down the stairs, hurt her ankle, so she's kind of in the next, like, almost the whole movie, her ankles hurt, so she's hopping around on crutches. Anyway, she breaks up with this guy, and uh, her mom... Uh, is kind of there to console her on the breakup and everything and tells her that she needs to take a cooking class with her. So she takes a cooking class. And in this cooking class is where the characters of this movie come in. So right now, so now the cooking class is basically the main place of the characters takes place. There's a cooking chef kind of guy, the guy that teaches the class. He kind of reminds me like he's doing an impersonation of Dom DeLuise. I swear to God, <laughs> that's all the guy's doing is Dom DeLuise. Uh, and him it kind of looks like him, too. Be effect. I swear to God, you got to watch a clip of this guy. Oh, boy. So he's, doing, he's doing Dom DeLuise, but he's a, he's a Spanish chef. He's from Spain. There's a gay couple in the class. There's a, a cute <laughs> couple that's, like, just, just gotten met and are kissing each other the whole time. And then it's this girl, uh, Sophia is her name, that just broke up with her boyfriend, and her mom was one of the couples. And then, of course, that's that Dom DeLuise chef kind of guy has a nephew that just came home from Spain, hardly speaks English, very broken English, and is just in America. And he's like, looks like Antonio Banderas, and he's just a good-looking guy. And he's kind of helping out this Dom DeLuise chef guy in the class. And, of course, not to bore you, but, you know, Sophia and this guy named Mateo, kind of hit it off and she doesn't want anything to do with guys anymore but they're obviously both good looking people and they show them in the cooking class there's a lot of food involved there's a lot of scenes with music and and stuff like that because it's a rom-com movie right and and those and those scenes are pretty good as far as rom-com movies go they do a nice job the director is uh ali ashfar and there's a ton of ashfars in this movie so he must have used his whole family like his <laughs> It's a very good quality movie done, but he does use a lot of Ashfars because I looked at the credits and there's like Ashfars all over the place. So uh, this Ali Ashfar does a good job. Good job writing it, directing it. As you can see, the school, the chef school is kind of like the place where they meet and all these characters come out and you get to develop those characters. Of course, the old boyfriend, the boyfriend that was sleeping comes back into the picture when she starts to become friends with Mateo and have feelings for him. That guy comes back in the picture, actually comes to one of the cooking classes and sits in. While he's sitting in, Mateo's girlfriend from Spain enters, looking uh -huh. like Thelma Hayek or Thelma Hayek, whatever name. And so now you got all the players in the cooking school, obviously, and it's just good-looking people all over the place. <laughs> They're cooking, and, and everybody gets in fights. Mateo with the girl, Sophia, because his girlfriend comes back to America for a couple of days, but he tells her he's not interested in her. The boyfriend that I told you about that was sleeping earlier, he's trying to win her back and gets her a present. She opens up the present later with her mom. She doesn't open it up in front of him because he's trying to win her love back. And when she opens up the present, the mother goes, oh, that's really nice. You know, it's nice of him to give you a necklace. She goes, mom, I hate necklaces. I've never worn a necklace my whole life. So she realizes that he doesn't really know her kind of thing. Of course, 
the end, everybody, you know, Sophia and and uh, Mateo are probably right for each other. He's going back to Spain. She wants to be a graphic designer, gets accepted to a school in Madrid, which is in Spain. But Mateo leaves for the airport two days before she thought he was leaving. So, of course, there's an airport scene. Again, I'm chiming in. Forget the airport scene at the end <laughs> of these rom-coms. They've, it's been done. It, I don't know how many times. It works. They chase the person down. He's first of all with COVID now. You can't go to the gate try to catch somebody. They don't even allow you in there. Or maybe they do now. Well, during COVID, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to go to the gate. Just you know, you would have been screwed. But anyway, they always go to the gate. They find her. She finds Mateo getting on the plane. Professes her love to him and says, you know, we need to try to work this out. I'm going to Spain to be a graphic designer because he's going back to Spain. And she convinces him to stay for the weekend, the extra two days. They go back, and everybody from the school is back at the hotel or wherever they're at. They have a big party, and they they do this thing. I think it's big in Spain where you hop over a uh, fire. You write. You have to. I think this, this is something. You write something down that you want to that you foresee for your future. Maybe look what you want to do in the next year. You write it down on a piece of paper. They throw it in the fire, and then you got to hop over the fire. So maybe that's a ritual. But they all do that at the end, and it's one big happy family. Mateo and Sophia look like they're falling in love. That's it, man. I give it like three tomato sauce jars. It's not the best rom-com movie of all time. But you know what? It's not that bad. I have some good news for you, though, Sal. Checking her IMDb, Riley Dandy has, coming up in 2022, Christmas Bloody Christmas. And a Hollywood Christmas. So she and Whoa. last year wow. she did a California Christmas, City Lights, a Kiss on Candy Cane Lane. So she's locked into Hallmark Studios. Right. Oh, wait, was Sal, right. I want I want up you. I don't know if you realize this, but you're addicted to director Sean Paul Hickanino, who oh yeah yeah who it did is. direct a California Christmas and a California <laughs> Christmas City Lights, both past reviews by Sal D'Amelio wow. and Crossing the Screens. Uh, so this is your third in this. I mean, some people cover Spielberg or Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> you cover well, Piccanino. he's kind of known Hallmark as classic. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of known as the Hallmark Spielberg. I yeah. right, let, me, right. let me guess: his mother or his wife is a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they almost broke up, but then they reconciled at an airport. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, that was That's Amore. Did you enjoy Sal's breakdown of the tropes from rom-coms? Do you got one of your own? Tag us, hashtag Classic Conversations. Tweet it, and we'll get right back to you. All right, well, we got one more for you. It's Royal Treatment from Live Episode 65. And if you ever wanted to see what a rom-com does to Sal, if it breaks his heart, Well, the royal treatment did just that. Grab a hold of that romance because nothing can prepare you for Sal's review of the royal treatment. Take it away, Sal. Sal's going to talk us through. Who knew Sal had such a tender heart? No, listen, listen. (laughs) Just rewind the tape of our show and just play everything that Ron said about his uh, Netflix algorithm. (laughs) This was the worst piece of garbage. (laughs) Even me that likes these kind of movies. It was just really bad. And I I did everything I could to kind of fast forward some parts, but I was doing my taxes while I was watching. (laughs) I did laundry. I was cooking a steak. I was scrolling Facebook all 
while watching this thing. It's just really bad. They just took beautiful people and tried to make the story that we've all heard. The princess comes into town. The prince comes into town and and lures the the regular girl away. And and but he's <laughs> getting married, so she's a hairdresser. That's the only thing that's different, maybe about the other stories. Maybe Maria probably has a hundred stories like this with her kids' movies. But this is uh, it's just picture Salma Hayek. Because that's what this girl looks like. Her name is uh, Laura Morano. And then he is Mena Masood. And he looks like uh, the, the guy from, uh, I'm horrible at names too, but the guy from uh, Entourage. Is it Griner? Oh. Like that? Yeah. yeah. His name? Uh, the, lead, the lead from Entourage of that show. Oh, like Vinny. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. Vincent yeah. Chase, but, but the yeah, actor's name. But the actual actor. Uh. Yes, correct. Uh, so anyway... Uh, and then, you know, she's a hairdresser and he's in New York on business and he goes and gets a haircut from her and is falling in love with her and he's getting married. So he hires her to do all of the wedding party in Lavinia, Lavinia, which is Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. They go back there. They got the mother-in-law that's, you know, the mother-in-law is. Evil I'm angry hearing about it. And sneaks up on, <laughs> sneaks up on them kind of having a lunch in Lavinia. And then. You know, the end, it's the girl he was about to marry says, I don't want to marry you. He says, oh, thank God. I don't want to marry you either. I'm in love with the hairdresser that we brought to Lavinia. <laughs> and they get together, and that's the end of the movie. And it's stupid. We've all seen it. But here's the deal. We've all seen this kind of movie, but they make it funny. You know, people No, we haven't. Sal, only yes. <laughs> it's been done. And you can do it in a good way and make it funny. But these people didn't do that. I give it seriously like one tomato sauce jar. <laughs> oh, the lowest it. ever. It's, it's how many really how many camel turds is that? Is that? <laughs> oh. It's it's really bad. Even even for my standard of watching these kinds of movies, it's just really bad. But pretty actors, if you like, just watching beautiful people on screen. So the funny thing is, when I was making the you know just the transition screen right there. I I go, oh no, I think Sal messed up. He he did this one already. Because that poster <laughs> looked like <laughs> it looked he like did every it. other one yeah. I've ever seen. It's like They're all uh, the same. Fred yeah, wants it's, to it's know. a Hallmark, know it's a Hallmark movie on what Netflix. What does Fred say? No. Okay, we got five. Oh no, four camel turds four, and a four tomato. And, a, uh, and only, but only and one. one uh, no, no, no. Hold on. It, it was four. It was camel four turds. camel turds and then <laughs> one. <laughs> one that's that's correct. I didn't even know they correct. made emojis for uh, or uh, <laughs> tomato cans. Tomato cans. <laughs> no, that that's a correct rating, Jerry. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was really good. Well, we're not done. <laughs> Did you mention that Isabella, who ran her own salon, wasn't afraid to speak her own mind? And you are. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's the, it, even the Italians are bad. It's like the Olive Garden of Italians in, in the movie, you know. But no, no, you should have seen the grandmother that she looked like she was 38 years old. She was supposed to be the 80 year old grandmother in this thing, you know. They couldn't be a real grandmother actress. I want to say I speak from uh, from many many years of experience and uh, a, a thousand different situations on the road with Sal doing shows with Sal hanging out watching TV with Sal. Sal can find something good in almost everything. He's just a, <laughs> a big, happy guy. So if he's dissing this thing, you got to stay away from it, people. Stay away. It'll hurt yeah, you if you watch this. So give yourself the royal treatment and stay away from the royal treatment. All right, well... It's 
Oh, Sal's heart is breaking. It did not receive the royal treatment. All right. If you love rom-coms, still maybe check out the royal treatment. That's up to you. But for sure, that's a more. And long story short, have Sal's tomato jar seal of approval. Well, all right. You got a lot of homework ahead of you. Hop on the couch, snuggle up with a loved one, grab your remote, cross your own streams, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while. 